wind blowing toward right field. If Alex could find something to pull, get it in the air, he would get some help. Familia's next pitch. Belted to deep center. Back goes Lagares. And gone, Alex Gordon. In comes the pitch. Broken bat, one hopper to third. And over to first in time. Runner going to try to score. Wild throw. Hosmer gambling that he could dash home on the throw to first base. And the Royals have tied the game. For the very best in baseball, this is the place you want to be. Let's get it going on the Lockdown Royals podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. And Kansas City avoided a sweep yesterday against the St. Louis Cardinals. I'm Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I. L.E.S. This game did not start out too well for Kansas City. Uh, they got on the board in the second inning, uh, in the third inning, but then in the in the uh, in the third inning in the bottom half, the Cardinals get four runs across against Matt Harvey. Uh, but that was the only damage that the Cardinals could do. Uh, the thing with Matt Harvey is, for the second straight start, he looks good through two innings, and then that third inning he struggles. And so you wonder if maybe Matt Harvey could shift into an opener role as they tried with Ian Kennedy, who performed very well in that role. And they usually like to have an opener ahead of Jacob Junis because the third time through the order for Junis is usually a pretty bad, uh, pretty bad experience. So you put an opener in front of Junis and he avoids that third time through the order. Today he's going to start straight up uh, because you've been using your bullpen. So he'll start straight up uh, Jacob Junis well today against St. Louis. Uh, but moving on in the future, I wonder if they'd try Harvey as an opener because he's shown you that for whatever reason, the, the, you know, the first two innings, he's he's really good. After that, once you get into that third inning, he just struggles. Just he's just he's just a nightmare on the mound. So I wonder if Matt Harvey can become an opener and what he can do with that. And then of course in this game, you have Trevor Rosenthal getting his seventh save of the year. And it's really special for him, I'm sure, to get that save in St. Louis, a place where he called home for so many years and he was their closer for so many years. And having Mike Matheny call him onto the mound from the opposing dugout this time instead of the home dugout, and he coming coming out of the opposing bullpen instead of the home bullpen, I'm sure that was a special moment for Trevor Rosenthal, who continues to perform very very well. One inning, one hit, two strikeouts, gets out of that with the seventh save of the year, and he's going to be the prize pitching arm on this trade market. I really think so. So it's going to be interesting to see where he ends up on Sunday. I don't think that he's going to be in Kansas City on Monday uh, after after the trade deadline. So it'll be interesting to see what Trevor Rosenthal gets back for Kansas City uh, and where he ends up going. Josh Stomont, again, was fantastic. One inning, two strikeouts, uh, just beautiful. Uh, had a couple of walks, though, in that one inning. But still, he performed very well. He's probably the most fun player to watch on this team as a, as a reliever. Uh, he gets the win technically, but again, I don't think that wins really matter for pitchers. I don't really uh, care who gets a win or a loss because it's pretty stupid to me. Uh, but Scott Barlow gets a hold because Scott Barlow comes in, gives up two hits, but gets out of the jam. Uh, and Scott Barlow has quietly been putting together a really good season for Mike Matheny. Uh, you can see that Matheny trusts Scott Barlow. And then my biggest thing with the bullpen is Ian Kennedy comes in, gives you one inning, no hits. It's just a clean inning, no walks. And, and that's what you needed to see from Ian Kennedy. He performed very well. 
in that opener role. But I wonder who would even trade for him to be that opener. He needed to show that he can do it still out of the bullpen. He gets a good outing today. He'll probably have at least one more outing before Sunday. So maybe you can have another good outing from him out of the bullpen and show that teams should take a flyer on him the way that that you thought that they were going going to last trade deadline. So I wonder what's going to happen between Kennedy, Rosenthal, and Holland. I really do. Uh, Jason, uh, Jesse Hahn looked really well, looked really good as well. Matt Harvey just again struggled in that third inning after going uh, pretty well, pretty solid for the first two, just like his last start. So you do wonder if they shift him into the opener role. Alberto Modesty uh, got that hit in the ninth inning. Uh, I believe it was the ninth inning uh, where he just kind of bunts it over there, beats it out with his legs. He's been struggling at the plate, he's been really a disaster at the plate. Uh, and I see people trying to compare this to Moustakis, you know, whenever Moustakis got sent down after being a prized prospect and things like that. But Moustakis, uh, he wasn't striking out nearly as much as Montes. He wasn't swinging and missing nearly as much as Montes. Moustakis just didn't get the right contact. I mean, he was making contact with the ball. It wasn't hard enough. It wasn't falling in the right places. And so it was not producing anything. But he was at least making contact. So I don't think that it's fair to compare Mustakas' struggles with Mondesi's struggles. But I will give Mondesi this. This series has been fantastic for him defensively. Uh, defensively, he's getting back into form and getting back into that defensive player that you look at uh, and rave about because he had lost that a little bit. His offensive struggles had turned into defensive struggles earlier on in this year. And this series, he's been really good defensively. You saw that relay throw uh, that really saved the game for Kansas City. And I do want to talk about Bob Starling, who gets in there in center field and bobbles a ball off the wall. Uh, and, and that just can't happen. I mean, you're a defensive replacement. You're literally only on this team because you're pretty good defensively. You, you just can't afford to make mistakes in that spot. You, you just can't. And it, luckily, it didn't cost the Royals the game uh, like, it, like it probably should have because the Cardinals were just inept at the plate, and Trevor Rosenthal was really, really good. Uh, but I really like you know what Hunter Dozier has done. Uh, one hit, a walk, and two runs scored. He's been really, really good this year. And, and you see him climb up that order, batting two uh, yesterday for Mike Matheny. He has a 261 average so far this year. Uh, Merrifield continues to be pretty good. Uh, you you want to see him get back to those uh, multi-hits. Didn't have one uh, against St. Louis yesterday, but still, uh, he's doing fantastic and is hitting around 300 uh, like he always does. Solaire goes over but does get a walk. And I think that, again, what we talked about with, with Lucas yesterday on the crossover show, uh, that to me, it's it's not necessarily that, that Jorge Solaire gets overlooked nationally. It's just that he I don't think he gets enough credit for his ability to draw walks at the plate. Because uh, for a power hitter, you assume it's strikeout or bust, and for the most part it is with Solaire, but I think that Solaire kind of walks more than your typical power hitter does. Uh, so you look at this, and you see O'Hearn performing very well, three for four. I think that O'Hearn and Dozier, if they could have had them in that lineup all year long from start to finish, then this is probably a different season. This is probably a different record. It's probably a different season, but sadly, you didn't have that happen. You, you had various issues uh, that kind of led into them not being available to start the season. Uh, but again, what can you do? Mondesi, I just want to give him credit again. Uh, he's been a disaster at the plate. I don't think that there's really a lot of hope for him at the plate, uh, but at least now he's back to playing that stellar defense, and, and he's separating the two. Uh, you know, Bad offense does not need to translate to bad defense for him, and he's separated that, and he's playing very, very well defensively. Uh, now today, after the break, we're going to talk about how the Royals can try to win this series on Wednesday against the St. Louis Cardinals. 
So the Kansas City Royals can go for a series win over the St. Louis Cardinals today. It's going to be Jacob Junis on the mound. He's 0-0 with a 4 ERA against Daniel Hudson for the Cardinals. Oh, no, excuse me, Dakota Hudson. Daniel Hudson was an old pitcher a long time ago. Anyway, Dakota Hudson 0-2 with the 3.46 ERA, 13 strikeouts and 3 starts for Dakota Hudson. Uh you know, th- this series, I think, is going to be decided by, you know, Junis and Hudson. Uh, I think that whoever gets the best start is going to win this game. I think that the offenses are about the same, uh, which is the first time you can really say that about Kansas City and their opponent. Uh, you know, I-, I don't think that that Monday nine-run outburst from St. Louis is-, is indicative of what they are as an offense. I think that you're looking more at that four-run ballpark, which is about where Kansas City has been all year long. So it's going to come down to which of Hudson and Junis can have that breakout start. And-, and I really do like what Junis has done this year before that third time through the order. So I, I wonder if Kansas City can salvage this series and get a sweep heading into to an off day. You get that off day Thursday to regroup, uh, and then you head into the weekend against the White Sox, who are playing very well and surging right now. Uh, and you'll also have to face off against, I think, Lucas Gilito on Sunday, who just threw a no-hitter yesterday. Uh, but you look at the series, and it would be a big win. This this would be a big series win for them. You're in last place right now of the division. Uh, you're, you're, you're barely holding out hope that this team can maybe surge, but it all kind of does look lost for Kansas City right now. Uh, but if you can win this series, then that kind of changes the way you're feeling heading into the weekend. I still think that there's nothing the Royals can do, even if they won every game between now and, and Saturday up until that Sunday deadline. I don't think that there's any way that you can hold on to, to uh, Trevor Rosenthal. I just don't. Uh, now, maybe if they win every game between now and then, you only trade Trevor Rosenthal. It's the only guy you trade. But I do think that Trevor Rosenthal is gone just because he's going to net back so much in return. You don't want to pass that up for a outside chance that maybe, possibly, you could sneak into the postseason. Because a lot would have to go right for Kansas City to sneak in at this point. You no longer can just beat the bad teams. You no longer can just take care of business on your own. A lot would have to go right for you to make the postseason. You've done that to yourself with this early season performance, and that's how it goes. So to me, the safer bet would just be to go ahead and trade uh, Trevor Rosenthal, and I think that they're going to do that before Sunday. There's just so many teams in the market for him. I just, I'm just curious on what their return is going to be. I mean, how desperate can these teams get that are in need of a bullpen arm? And how much stock do they put into Trevor Rosenthal? Do they think that this can carry over into next year? Do they think that they can extend him into next year and this will carry over for him? Do they think it's a flash in the pan? Do they think it won't even last until the postseason? What what do other teams view Trevor Rosenthal as and what can the Royals get back for him? I really don't know where Kansas City or, or what Kansas City can get back for Rosenthal. So that's going to be the most interesting part to me is figuring that out. And then also just... As I mentioned, who knows who's going to take the flyer on him? There are so many options for Kansas City right now. There's so many teams that need a bullpen that feel like they're right there in it that Trevor Rosenthal can really, really help. So I do think that Rosenthal will be gone. I think that the Royals probably still lose this series against the Cardinals, but it looks a lot better now that you've won uh, that middle game because I think that Hudson and, and Junis are very comparable. Uh, so I think that they're going to do about the same. I think that these lineups are very compatible. Uh, you know, comparable, I should say. I think that these lineups are going to produce the same amount. So it just comes down to which starter can have that better start. And honestly, you look at what Junis has done since he's returned from COVID. I'm going to take Junis in this one. So maybe the Royals can win this series. Uh, but uh, it, it's still just hard to predict Kansas City to win this series. But I, I do think that any series win over St. Louis is a good 
good series because I just cannot stand the St. Louis Cardinals. I'll be frank with that. I just cannot stand them. I'm sure all of you listening can't stand them. So hopefully Kansas City gets the win, and then they'll have an off day on Thursday to regroup. On Thursday, uh, we'll be able to look more into this trade deadline and what all is going into it and what the Royals can expect out of it. I just I can't even fathom what they would get. Because you, you don't want to go too high, but you also can't go too low. Uh, the the difficult part about this is that Kansas City really has no leverage. They can leverage other teams. You know, if there's five teams vying for him, they can leverage those against each other. Uh, but for Kansas City specifically, he's a rental flyer reliever that did his job and is going to get traded at the deadline just like you hoped he would. So you can't demand too much for him uh, and you're also in a good spot in Kansas City because you know this move has panned out the way you thought it would you just get something for him anything will feel like a win I mean literally you took a a chance on Trevor Rosenthal and it turned out to get you something in return whether it's a prospect uh, of high regard or low regard whatever it is uh, and, and you know you look at guys around baseball who's been throw-ins to trades. Look at Jose Martinez, who's now with the Tampa Bay Rays, but had fantastic years with St. Louis. The Royals were, just threw him into a trade, and he turned out to be one of the best hitters in baseball. I mean, you look at his numbers, and you dig into his numbers, he's one of the best hitters in baseball. So, uh, you know, you never know what these guys can turn into. You, you just don't. And so I do wonder what echelon of prospect is Kansas City going to get. So on Twitter, you can let me know what you think about this series. Will the Royals win this series? Will they lose this series? Uh, and you can let me know what you think that they'll get back for Trevor Rosenthal. And who who would you trade if you were Dayton Moore? If I put you in Dayton Moore's tier right now, who would you trade off of this roster right now? Or would you just hold on to everybody, try to extend Trevor Rosenthal, uh, and just see if you can make a run late in this season to get into that eight-team postseason in the Yale side of things. So you can hit me up on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-A-S. You can be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Locked On Royals.